Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to the journey this week. My name is Jude Hennessy, and we're ten years old. This is the tenth anniversary show. We have now, for ten years, been producing this program, the journey, making it available to Christian radio stations Australia-wide. Lots and lots of people get it through through other apps as well. Lots of different podcast apps, and some people receive it weekly as a, as an email too. And what a joy! And and what a marvelous journey we've been on as as a program. And so today we're just going to make note of that. Not too much, but more through gratitude than anything else in thanking and noting the, the people that have contributed to it and, and the many partners and just continuing to hope and pray that this, this show keeps blessing people and speaking into a whole lot of wonderful things, including ecumenism. It's great for a bunch of Catholics to be able to contribute in a hopefully a really vibrant way to the wonderful ministry that is Christian radio right around the country. We do know we've got really loyal and regular listeners who listen every week and, and lots of people who visit our website too at jcr.org.au to, to access the stuff from some of their favourite presenters. Anyhow, 10 years, it's a lot of show, 520th show. And we've got some stuff from, well, some people who have been with us since, since the beginning. They're going to be doing the God Spots this time, speaking to the likes of none other than Mother Hilda Scott, who's with us. Coming in at first drop, she's always straight after we uh, break open the scriptures. Wisdom from the Abbey, Mother Hill is going to talk about the presence that's left behind. We're going to hear from Dr. Byron and Francine Parola. Smart loving is their absolute passion. They're so knowledgeable and so vibrant in the way that they give great tips to, to people who want this really important, most important to society in particular, this relationship of marriage to thrive and so today they're going to talk to us about being willing to grow great to have sam clear joining us this week sam continues to do incredible things in a variety of ministries he's involved integrally in youth ministry in tasmania these days he continues to visit lots and lots of schools and lots of young people around australia speaking to them about his experience of of walking around the world that walk for one that he did for christian unity and a variety of other things too. He's a, he's a good man. He's an accomplished guy, trained as an engineer, really good sportsman. I've got the bruises in my body from various times he's been throwing down fast bowls at me and I can hold a bat just, just quietly. But uh, the guy's pretty sharp and he's pretty sharp too in the things that he says and has done for us. And he's partnering with The Journey. And great to have Marilyn Rodriguez on the show too, the peaceful parent. She's got the five Ps for us today, the five Ps of parenting. She's going to break that open for us on this, our 10th anniversary show. But to kick us off, we've got Father Mark DiBattista. And just got to note just what a regular contributor Father Mark is for us on the show. He's such a good preacher. This is one he's done especially for us. Quite often we're getting things that are coming from the Mass for You at Home recordings that go out on Southern Cross 10 each and every week. Really grateful to have this one done especially for us by Father Mark. Breaking open today's gospel, all about that parable of a crop being sown, but weeds being sown in amongst us by the troublemaker. And Father Mark's going to break open for us the key themes of that, which is how good and evil exist side by side in our world, and, and, and what a mystery that is, how that happens, how God allows that to happen, and what is our response as people of faith in the midst of that. Anyhow, lots and lots to get through. We are going to kick off with scripture. Max Norden, our producer extraordinaire, he's going to proclaim Matthew 13, 24 to 43. Then we'll hear from Father Mark, diving straight into some really wonderful music, The Porter's Gate, We Labour Unto Glory. And then, after the break, we'll be hearing from Mother Hilda Scott. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and it's our 10th anniversary show. Thanks for joining us on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus put another parable before the crowds. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came, sowed darnel all among the wheat and made off. When the new wheat sprouted and ripened, the darnel appeared as well. The owner's servants went to him and said, Sir... Was it not good seed that you sowed in your field? If so, 
Where does the Darnell come from? Some enemy has done this, he answered. And the servants said, Do you want us to go and weed it out? But he said, No, because when you weed out the Darnell, you might pull up the wheat with it. Let them both grow till harvest. And at harvest time, I will say to the reapers, First, collect the Darnell and tie it in bundles to be burnt. Then gather the wheat into my barn. He put another parable before them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is the biggest shrub of all and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and shelter in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour till it was leavened all through. In all this, Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. Indeed, he would never speak to them except in parables. This was to fulfill the prophecy, I will speak to you in parables and expound things hidden since the foundation of the world. Then, leaving the crowds, he went to the house, and his disciples came to him and said, Explain the parable about the Darnell in the field to us. He said in reply, The sower of the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed is the subjects of the kingdom. The Darnell, the subjects of the evil one. The enemy who sowed them, the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. The reapers are the angels. Well then, just as the Darnell is gathered up and burnt in the fire, so it will be at the end of time. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that provoke offences and all who do evil and throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. Then the virtuous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Listen, anyone who has ears. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Mark D. Battista. Today we hear some more parables from St. Matthew's Gospel. And the one I want to focus on is the one about the weeds and the wheat, or sometimes known as the Darnell. And the basic parable is simply that good seed is sown and then evil seed is sown as well by the enemy of the farmer. And the apostles ask Christ to explain it to them. And he tells them the good seed are the subjects of the kingdom, the bad seed the subjects of the evil one, the devil's the one who sowed them and so forth. And it's a real question for us in our lives to wonder, why does God permit that good and evil are side by side? Why does he just exercise his sovereignty and say, all evil is eradicated and the good will have a chance to flourish so his kingdom can grow properly? But this really shows a short-sightedness. It shows a God who is not powerful enough, in fact, to work in a hidden way from the inside. The reality is that in the world, it's not just subjects of the kingdom and subjects of the evil one that exist side by side, but rather the good and the evil exist in each one of our hearts. And we constantly need to be uprooting the weeds from our own hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to bring those up. Now again, you might ask the question, why does God allow this to happen? Why doesn't he just make it a bit easier for us? It's such a struggle sometimes to be good, to be holy, to stand up for the teachings of Christ in the face of resistance. Why must I undergo this struggle? And the answer is very simple, because love is perfected through the struggle. We may not want to struggle every day, but the result is that if we didn't have to go uphill and work and exercise and train, then we wouldn't grow in strength. No athlete achieves the peak of his or her career without serious, relentless and constant training. Or to take another angle, just imagine a person who's constantly popping antibiotics. Eventually, 
their own resistance never acquires the upper strength because they're constantly subject to these other antibiotics or tablets. As a result, their own system never gets stronger. It's the same when it comes to virtue. It's the same when it comes to the kingdom. It's precisely through being sharpened continuously by the forces of evil that we grow in the good. So although it seems like it's actually a difficult road, Christ warns us. He doesn't say the Christian life is going to be an easy one. But he does reward us and say, those who follow me and pick up their cross every day will have the hundredfold in this life and together with persecution and then eternal life in the world to come. Keep up the struggle, keep up the daily effort and you'll see the kingdom grow within you. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. I had the happiness once of visiting a ruined monastery in Tautra, Norway. It's called Maria Kloster. Many people who go there say that they can feel a presence that they can't quite put their finger on. When I walked among the stones and half walls, I tended to come out with the name Presence. That's what I felt there. It felt to me as though the monks of long ago were still there, to tell you the truth. 
I sat alone one blistery day on one of the stones looking out to the fjord, and that's when I caught the whiff, if I can put it that way, of something bigger than me. I didn't know the history of the place, but a random stranger on a railway platform as I was leaving told me that this monastery had actually been built during a time of civil war. And that was about in the 800s, I think. The stones were not native to the island of Tautra, and they had to be ferried across the fjord from the other side. The stranger painted this fantastic picture of monks in their boats with arrows whizzing past their faces. But they kept going, and that monastery lasted for another 800 years. My railway platform friend said, they made a statement of peace in a time of war. And I thought then and have since, yes, yes. And their statement of peace has echoed into the hearts of people they'd never could have envisaged from places they could never dream of. Have you ever got into a a house and thought to yourself, I need to get out of here? You don't know what it is, but you do know you don't like what you're feeling. Or likewise, gone into a house and felt immediately drawn to it. Again, you don't know why, but there it is. It makes me think about what sort of presence will be discernible after we've gone. Will the places where we've lived carry a sense of peace or discord? Do I consciously put out an atmosphere of kindness so that people can feel it long after I'm gone, like a whiff of perfume from someone in a lift, only this sense of goodness doesn't disappear. Someone once said to me, I like to create memories. It might be worth our while asking ourselves, what sort of unspoken memory am I going to leave behind? Well, thanks so much to Mother Hilda Scott there. We are being so blessed to just have an absolute treasure trove of, of material that's been provided to us by this wonderful woman of faith and prayer who looks after the Abbey down there at Jamboree, this group of women who, who dedicate themselves to a life of work and, and praying for the world and service. And Mother Hilda has the guiding hand over that place. It was Sister Hilda back when we started the show, Mother Hilda now and 10 years of content from her. We're just so grateful. Thank you to you, Mother Hilda Scott, and, and I'm sure that many of our listeners who've been with us for such a long time are, are equally grateful for all that you've contributed over that 10-year period. After the break, we're going to be hearing from Dr. Byron Francine Parola, also have been prolific contributors to our show over the course of the last 10 years, and we're going to hear from them about needing to have a willingness to grow in our marriages. That'll be after the break. A bit more music in between. We'll be hearing from Chris Tomlin and, and Newsboys. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. It's our 10th birthday. And we're really pleased you've joined us this week on The Journey. You reign in endless power Above the world you made Across the sky is written Your majesty and praise And still you move in mercy and hear the humble heart For every soul that's searching Jesus, there you are Your beauty fills the sky Your glory reigns in brilliant light Great God of countless wonders I will lift my eyes Your beauty fills the sky Your glory reigns in brilliant light Great God
On the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness. In this time of desperation. Doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe In this broken generation When all is dark you help
Here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving, tips for vibrant marriages and family life. Sometimes single people ask us for suggestions on how to find a suitable marriage partner. Here's what we often tell them. Hi there, we're Byron and Francine Parola from Smart Loving and today we're looking at one of the essential qualities to look for in a mate. Most people when quizzed on the kind of qualities that make a good husband or wife will identify virtues such as kindness, honesty, generosity, work ethic, readiness to forgive, gentleness and good humour and so on. These are certainly good qualities to seek in a husband or a wife. They are also good qualities to foster in ourselves and clearly make a person more marriageable and easier to stay married too. However, if we are honest, most of us would admit that we often fall short of these ideals. After all, who among us can claim to always be completely honest, generous, kind all the time and never lazy or humourless? The truth is that these virtues are lifetime endeavours. How much these virtues we possess at the beginning of our relationship is not nearly as important as whether we are committed to acquiring more of them over time. In other words, what matters most is whether we have a willingness to grow. That's the quality or character trait that more than any other forms the foundation of a successful marriage. Most of us can think of a person who stubbornly refuses to admit their fault or take responsibility for causing offence or harm. It's the kind of person who insists that it is simply who they are and then it's other people's responsibility to provide unconditional acceptance. True love always seeks the good of the other. Marriage is meant to change both of us for the better and caring for each other includes helping each other to grow and mature into more virtuous and holy people. Allowing someone to continue to abuse us, for example, is never an act of love. Love demands that we resist such abuse and require the other to change. So if you're just starting out in a relationship, look for evidence of growth in both of you. Am I growing in character through this relationship? Is this person growing and becoming more virtuous? And if you've found yourself with a person who demonstrates a consistent willingness to grow, you may indeed have found yourself a keeper. To learn more about healthier ways to relate, find us at smartloving.org. Well, that was great. Thanks so much to Dr. Byron Francine Parola. Willingness to grow was the tips that they've given us on their smart, loving God spot. So much stuff they've provided for us over the course of the last decade, and that was a cracker today. Talking about the virtues that, generally speaking, people identify with and want to be like, but how often we fall short of the mark. And as married couples, we've got to keep spurring each other on building each other up, encouraging each other in, in growing in virtues and and identifying in ourselves and gently with each other how that can come about. After the break, we're going to be hearing from Sam Clear. Walk in the walk is his God spot that we've heard many a time over the course of the last 10 years as well. Sam walked around the world for Christian unity just because that's what you do, apparently, when the Lord puts something on your heart, and that's what he did. I guess he's making the point that how, how beautiful it is to, to work for the kingdom of God in all our actions. And it is. And doing a show like this is just a joy. And we, and we hope that this little building up of the kingdom of God is something that's benefited you and, and yours and, and your communities. Particularly for the, the wonderful work of all of our partnering radio stations who each and every week, right throughout every day, in all of their broadcasts, uh, are building up the, the reign of God and encouraging people in their walk with, with Jesus. That's after the break. A bit more music, though. Here's Kane with I'm So Blessed. And some great music from All Sons and Daughters and Ellie Holcomb still to come in the show. Thanks to Max Norton, he does a great job picking out some wonderful music, usually pretty well linked to the themes that are coming out in our God spots. Faith, hope, love and life. Happy birthday to us. Ten years of the journey. We're so glad that you've been joining us on it today. Gone. 
hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Walking the walk, here's Sam Clear. After walking 15,600 kilometres around the world while praying for the complete unity of the church, the invitations to join various hikes, pilgrimages and Sunday walks has been relentless. So have people's jokes about me not leading a lift home because I can just walk. Most people are quite surprised to discover, though, that I'm not a big fan of walking. In fact, I hate sleeping in a tent. I didn't walk around the world for the love of walking. I nearly lost my life a number of times. I can think of better ways to spend my time. I walked for unity, and it's the unity part, specifically the prayer part, that I love. I stopped walking in Spain in 2008, but the mission is continuing to unfold. The purpose was a lot deeper and a lot more enduring than a walk. In God, we have purpose well beyond what the world sees. What's your job? Is your job to make money? Is it to appease peer pressure and to achieve social status? Or is your job an opportunity to love, to be charitable, to be a person of integrity? I've discovered that a lot of people will throw their expectations and assumptions on me as to what my life is about. But I've also discovered that there is nothing as satisfying and edifying as drawing closer to God and aligning my purpose in all that I do with His will. We have many different jobs, and sometimes the work isn't necessarily easy. But how beautiful to work for the kingdom of God in all our actions. Where is God calling you? Where are we being called to carry his love into the lives we lead? In God, we have beautiful purpose. Love. I'm Sam Clear for Walking the Walk. For more on the walk around the world for unity, go to samuelclear.com. That's S-A-M-U-E-L-C-L-E-A-R.com. Thanks so much, Sam Clear. Speaking about his own experience of walking around the world listening to God's call in his heart in the midst of that and and challenging us to think about where is God calling us to now? What is the beautiful purpose God is calling you to? Now, Sam is going to be one of the speakers at this year's Ignite Conference, which is coming up. It's run by the Emmanuel Community. It's running in Brisbane and it's running in Sydney. The theme this year is Wonder. There'll be over 2,000 young people there, easy in, in both of those locations of Brisbane and Sydney. Brisbane is the 21st to the 24th of September and it's the 28th of September to the 1st of October in Sydney. There's going to be explosive rallies, there's going to be inspiring workshops from people like Sam Clear, wonderful access to to prayer and sacraments, great music from Emmanuel Worship amongst others. Really encourage you to register. It's going to be an incredible event for young people and it's really having a great impact on the church in Australia. Check it out. Go to into your search engine and just put in Ignite, Ignite Conference, Wonder 2023. All right, coming up after the break, we're going to be hearing from the peaceful parent, Marilyn Rodriguez. She's awesome. She's a great writer. She's an incredible mum. And another one of our amazing contributors to this show over the course of the last 10 years. It's coming up after the break. First up, though, here's a bit more music. We'll hear from all sons and daughters. Love this song for your glory and my good. Bit of Andrew Peterson in the mix too. And after the break, Marilyn Rodriguez. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and thanks for joining us on the journey on what is our 10th birthday show. Well, I grew up in a little town, a southern mix of lost and found. Most folks seem to stick around. But I could hear the highway song I'd sit out on the dock till dawn And dream about the great beyond A dream that I was a world traveler Set me loose to find my way Just get me out on the road someday With my sails unfurled So many mysteries I wanted to unravel If I could travel the world I had my way I saw the world the Lord has made Mostly from the interstate Oh, but I had hardly seen a thing Until I gave that golden ring 
to the one who gave her heart to me. And I became a world traveler. That's the day I hit the road. I walked the hills of the human soul of a tender girl. I'm a world traveler. She opened the gate and took my hand. Led me into the mystic land where her galaxies swirl. So many mysteries I never will unravel. I wanna travel the world. Take a left at the end of my street, just a few doors down, up the hill and into the trees. There's a hole in the ground where we travel. Children in their rooms, little flowers all in bloom, burning suns and silver moon. And somehow in those starry skies, the image of the Maker lies right here beneath my roof tonight. So hold on tight, I'm a world traveler. Bags and dig down deep, ride the storms and sail the seas to the distant pole. I'm a world traveler into these uncharted lands to blaze a trail in the vast expanse of the heart and soul. In the grace of the God of Peace, let's wade into the battle. So come on, come on with me and get up in that saddle. There's a million. This is Mandy from Diamond Creek, Victoria, and you're listening to The Journey.
Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. With advice on peaceful parenting, here's Marilyn Rodriguez. One of the things that helped me to adjust to becoming a parent was to read a book called A Mother's Rule of Life by Holly Peelett. Holly's book details her struggle with feeling overwhelmed as a young homeschooling mother of five. She explains how she found purpose and happiness by prioritising her time and activities based on what she called the five P's. The five P's are the most important and defining priorities Polly identified for mothers in particular, but they apply to fathers as well. They stand for prayer, person, partner, parent and provider. And while all are important priorities, these are listed in descending order. The first P, prayer, points to the fact that our first responsibility as a created being made in the image and likeness of God is to our relationship with our Creator. Our need for prayer should have the first claim on our time and energy. That doesn't mean spending hours in prayer while neglecting our other priorities, but it means that if we value our relationship with God above all else, then the other aspects of our lives will fall into place. The second P, personal, refers to the need for ongoing personal growth and self-care. The third and fourth P's, partner and parent, reflects that our marriage is our primary vocation from which healthy parenting flows and thus nurturing our marriage is a slightly higher priority. The fifth P, provider, is about providing the material necessities, physical care, a loving atmosphere, good role models and education, and all the things we parents need to provide for our kids. This fifth P is important and can even legitimately take up the bulk of our time, but it comes last on the list because if our activities as a provider cause us to completely neglect the other P's, the outcome for us and our families probably won't be a happy one. I find the concept of the five P's helpful when taking stock of whether my everyday life is reflecting my values. When things seem chaotic, it's usually because the priorities of prayer and the personal have dropped completely off my radar, or I've been placing my kids' needs way above my husband's for too long, and some reprioritizing of, of our marriage is needed. Above all, when I remember to ground everything in gratitude and trust in God, it is more easy to be a more peaceful parent. I know you're tired, I see it in your eyes All that anxiety that moves your mind I'll be your shield when you don't feel like you've got strength enough to fight I'll stand by your side
That was Ellie Holcomb and the song I Will Carry You. Thanks to, to Marilyn Rodriguez who gave us some really great tips on parenting. She took it from a, a Mother's Rule of Life, a book that she read on becoming a parent. And it's got five Ps, the importance of prayer, of, of personhood, of focusing on your partner, what it means to be a parent and what it means to be a provider. And how just keeping a, a bit of a tally on those things just keeps her in check. Thank you to her. Thank you to Sam Clear, to Byron and Francine Parola, to Mother Hilda Scott and to Father Mark Batista, all who've been contributors to our show this week. And it's just too long a list to go through all the people that have contributed to our show over the course of the last 10 years. We're so lucky with the people who've come on board. We're so lucky with the, the many, many Christian radio stations right around the country who take, take the show. We hope it continues to, to bless them and their ministry and all of our listeners for many, many years to come. Pray for us. Don't forget you can go and check out past shows at jcr.org.au. You can give us some feedback. We love hearing from people. You might just want to say happy birthday. All of that will be greatly received. And we will be doing it all next week. It'll be show 521, a big milestone. Milestone's left behind. That's okay, but what a joy it is to just keep, keep contributing to uh, the lives of so many people through this show. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Thanks so much for joining us on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Dharawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.